Good evening, everybody. I have a Padre fanatic. <laughs> but are you wearing a Padre shirt right now? No. Or are you wearing a baseball shirt? Baseball shirt. Um, this is a Padre fanatic in the house, Wade Kitchens. Good afternoon. What's up, dude? It's Nothing? actually like 11.30 at night. Okay, yeah, well, that's afternoon to me. So Okay. <laughs> well, that works. Um, we're going to talk some Padres baseball. But first, we're going to give a little shout-out to Thomas Eshwin making his big league uh, appearance, first start, first game, first everything today. Was That that was special. You know, you know Thomas. Mm-hmm. Fun to see a guy like that, a good dude. Um, Real quick, I think it's called a debut. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's the word for it. I know. I rifled through about six different words. That okay. None of them were the right one, and I just <laughs> said I'm going to ditch ditch it and just uh, just move on. So very cool to see him do that. Very That's cool awesome. to see a guy that um, has hung out with us a lot and helped our kids. We coach at Carlsbad High. Spent a lot of free time in the offseason. Um, I think giving time and energy and as much as we do to those kids. Which yeah, is pretty, which is pretty cool. He's good, dude. Very good. So seeing a guy like that get his time through a great, had a great outing, left the game winning three two in the fifth, um, through four scoreless after after this the first inning and retired twelve or thirteen at one point or something like that. But very cool to watch. So good for him. Hope that continues all year long and um, good for you, Thomas. Now let's talk about Padres baseball. That's why you're here, because yeah, I'm so knowledgeable about him. I know, I know. I told you I had some notes on the Padres, and then you showed up with this just, I mean, head full of knowledge. It's like he's one of those guys. Wade's one of those guys where if you ask him, you know, a stat from a Padre from, like, 92, he'll tell you, you know. So if you say, like, hey, man, um, what did Steve Finley hit in 1994? 394. Yeah, that's not right, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. Wade is not a – statistician when it comes to the Padres and he's not probably a fanatic but he is a Padres fan and I've been uh, and you hate the Padres I don't hate the Padres I no I don't I don't hate the Padres I hate the Chargers the Chargers I hate I hate the Chargers I'll tell you why you know why every year they're expected to do so good and blah 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 blah. they're supposed to be Super Bowl champs they're just terrible even their own fans hate them tell me that you don't go through every season going Friggin' hate the Chargers. No, they're the best quarterback in the Oh, ball. please. Hall of Famer, first ballot. He is 100%. the worst. If I could pick one quarterback that I'd never want to play with, it would be him. Okay, he's an, the most fertile quarterback ever. Yeah, obviously. He's, obviously. <laughs> he has more kids than playoff wins. Does you're he? Right, you're right. Probably, yeah. He probably does, huh? Nine kids? No, oh, yeah, he's got to. Yeah. I just can't stand a team that – I don't care about a team that – chokes it away right and loses and you feel bad for him because every year it's the same story but this is a team that every year the story is super bowl contenders super bowl champs and it always ends the same way with either a oh and four start and they spend the rest of their season climbing into a wild card game and and they win it and then they go get beat and it's just like man like one time just victories dude little victories is not starting oh and four when you're predicted to be (laughs) Uh, uh, when you're like three to one Super Bowl champs, like it's, they live day by day, game by game. I guess so, man. I don't know, but they're, I think they're ranked like number like eight right now, preseason. Uh, yeah, good. So they're making the playoffs. Good. That's where they have them at. That's where they have them making the playoffs. That's a more realistic, at least, expectation because they will and they have. When was the last time they missed the playoffs? 
probably like three years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So I I can't stand the Chargers. I like the Padres. I don't. I wouldn't stand up here and say I'm a Padre fan, um, but I've always rooted for the home team because that's where I'm from as far as when they play. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I I don't care. Like I'm not a Padre guy. Like if I saw them win the World Series, I'd be like, good for them. But really? if the, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like it though. Yeah, I like the Padres. I'm not going to all of a sudden be a Padre fan and go, you freaking hometown team. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would be happy for them because they're a team that I, I feel that's a team I almost feel bad for. But they go back to your previous podcast about picking a team when playoffs start and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And if you pick the Padres, playoffs hey, start, man, and you're I, all in. I like them. I like, this, is I want, this is what I want to talk to you about. You're buying a Manny jersey. You're buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying a Manny jersey. I'll tell you that. Not even close. I'll buy a. I'd buy a Kinsler. Nah, that's terrible. All day long. He's not gonna be on the team if they make playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he will. You have to. You cannot get rid of the uh, veteran leadership during playoffs. Is Kinsler an MV, uh, a World Series champion? Yeah. With who? Red Sox. Right. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. You can't get rid of that at playoff time. He's the only guy on the team that's. No, injured. you don't get rid of him at playoff time. You get rid of him at the trade deadline. No, you ain't gonna try, you're to, get, not gonna try to get a reliever out of him. That's what you try to do. Mm, I doubt it. Yeah, the worst bullpen in baseball. What the fuck? What are you the supposed tra- to do? The trade deadline's now, right? The end of July. Yeah, a month. Man, I'd be surprised if he goes somewhere. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't. I mean, you're batting 105. Is he? Yeah. 105. It's something stupid like that. And him and Myers are just hanging out in the low 100 club. That is tough. Myers too. Myers is not playing. No. He's not. I think Margot's in center field. And then you have Framo Reyes and Renfro. Myers not playing is a little wild. I love Myers. I know. That guy's I so high at all Myers. times, too. I love Myers so much. <laughs> How can you not? How can you not love Myers? From a production standpoint, obviously not right now. If he's not playing, he's hitting 100. But a production standpoint and just a a baseball player standpoint. You he have to look like at dude. him. He just looks like a guy that yeah. has the right mindset. I don't really care what's happening. It won't affect me. Get, get out here and let it fly. I love Myers. I'm bummed he's not playing. Uh, but that reminds me. He Myers is making, what is he making? Three, three mil this year. Okay. He's making three million this year. We We looked this up a little bit ago. He's making three million this year. And this is part of a six-year deal. So he went... Two mil, two mil, three mil, and then he's going twenty, twenty, twenty. Yeah, good for him. Well, great for him. What are you? Who's who's you paying him? You try to get rid of the contract. You have to, right? You gotta get rid of the contract. You have to no find one's a way. gonna pay twenty million, but Padres have to eat part of that. They're gonna eat a big chunk of that. They have to. So you're. This is this is like today. I was watching, um, Eshelman with Baltimore now, Chris Davis. I know he's getting paid for it. What, 18 mil a year, maybe? Yeah, to hit 160 with 18, 20 bombs. 18 mil a year, and he was not in the lineup today. I don't know if there's an injury, but I have to imagine it's because he's hitting, he's got to be hitting 100. Yeah. Well, he also started the year at 0 for like 70. Is that amazing? That was unreal. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That, because, I didn't know what that would feel like. No, if you're a baseball guy, you know that. It's a joke at some point. It's, you just it's, go, eh. it's the world playing a huge <laughs> joke on you and saying doesn't matter because you have to get, you got to get lucky. I think to go on a hitting streak, 
You have to because you can't really you can't control where the ball goes. He's just super unlucky. And and you have to be incredibly unlucky to go over fifty seven or something. <laughs> I know. Oh for fifty seven. You know how many piss rods he hit too. I know. And when you look at it, it's like the only thing that you can take into account and take the luck out is the strikeouts. Like if he's over fifty seven with thirty Ks, you're really Oh, for like 27 on balls in play. And that, even that, even that is incredibly unlucky. Incredibly. That's a shift, dude. That's a shift. God, I couldn't imagine. Just couldn't imagine. He would hammer baseballs 20 years ago. How does he not bunt the baseball during that streak? Uh, How? uh, Ego. You are a baseball guy. And I don't care if they're paying you 20 mil a year to hit bombs. If I'm the GM, I'm saying bunt the baseball and get out of this stupid slump so you can get this monkey off your back and play baseball. And stop. Because remember what he did right after he got that hit? He went off. He went off. Oh, three for four, two for four, bomb, bomb, yeah, all of a sudden. And now he's back to just not being a good hitter. But that's pretty incredible to me. That's just ego, dude. It is ego. Uh, but yeah, he's going to break the streak of the home run and not, not a bunt. I, I guess. What, he broke it with a single, right? Line drive to yeah. Over but, the, it was, but it was over off the, the wall. One hop no, ball. I thought it was over the second baseman's head and in front of the right fielder. Was it? I thought I was it was like a top. Sp- I thought it was a top spin. Okay. Snuck right in. It was because he got on first base and did the old "give me the baseball yeah. sign." Yeah. I do remember that. That's a great sound effect, though. You like that? Yeah, it was good. All right, good. Yeah. All right, let's go, Padres. Uh, let's, let's start off with the the man at the at the top, the guy in the throne, Andy Green. Do you like Andy Green? I don't. I, I just. It's like, yeah. He is what he is. Yeah, that's it's a Padres manager, and I just think anyone but like six people would do the same exact job. I know who one of your six people is. I know it's Dave Roberts. Do as a Padre fan, watching Dave do what he's done the last four years, with obviously a more talented team and a budget mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. He's in L.A. There's a big deal there, but. You also know Dave, and you know what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. And now I think everybody that knows baseball has seen what he brings to the table. Manager of the year, his first year, World, World Series, Series appearance, World Series, World Series, Series appearance. Yeah. So um, obviously pretty incredible. But now does it piss you off at all to see that and know that he was in the Padres organization when they got rid of whoever? It was the interim. The interim was the Arizona State guy. Yeah. Um, Pat Bailey. Pat Bailey. Oregon and then Arizona State or whatever he did. Whatever he did, yeah. College guy that came in. He was a tri- he's the AAA manager and brought him up. Yeah. So he comes up. Now, as a Padre fan, does it bother you that they didn't even yeah. give Dave a sh- – not even a, an interview, not even a – Nothing. Are you interested? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Gave him nothing. Does that's, that irritate you? Yeah, that's brother. Yeah, because, and Dave, when you say there's maybe six guys or whether you have six guys in mind or not, obviously, you know, Dave, he's one of those six. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think you know, and I think everybody probably knows after looking at what he's done, this would be a different team. They would they would probably be better. They, they would, would just be better. Be, I think they would be better. And they would be a team instead of just a bunch of guys. I think that's. I think that says. I think that says a lot to just who the Padres are. 
they're all just all a bunch of selfish guys. They're selfish guys. They're because they're not but, on a but there's, team. They're not. There's not. You, when you come to San Diego, you come for. Do you think retirement? Yes, man. Manny Machado signed a retirement contract, not a baseball contract. <laughs> if he wanted, if one, he though. wanted to win, he would go somewhere else. He didn't yeah. come here because he thinks that they're he's going to go win a, a, an MLB World Series. No. He doesn't think that, and no. he doesn't care, and that's the problem. When you have a guy on your team making $30 million and he doesn't care at all whether they win a World Series or not, you're not going to win a World Series. Not at all. Not even close. No. And I think it's ridiculous, but I don't think it's ridiculous. He doesn't care because he's getting paid. I don't think it's ridiculous for Machado. I mean, $30 million a year to play baseball, I'd sign with whoever. Everyone. doesn't matter. Anyone. doesn't matter. But when you're that good and you have options and you can take – a tiny bit less or you can go somewhere else or you can do whatever you need to do uh, and and find a place for you to go win look mm-hmm. at the Dodgers he left there last year and he knew these are going to be probably the top world series contenders next year I don't think they offered him I don't I know I don't think they did either they but that's something you look at cuz he was horrible he ruined the Dodgers reputation for 2 months I know he was awful. And that dumb haircut. The stupid haircut, the sliding into whatever base, the stepping on first baseman's leg for, yeah. on purpose. If you played baseball at any point in your life, you watch that replay and you know you, you, did, you don't kick a guy in the Achilles tendon mm-hmm. while you're running through first base. It doesn't happen. You, you might did. step on a first baseman's foot. You might step on his ankle if he's moving around. But when a guy takes a routine stretch and you're running down the line on a routine ground out, you do not let your left leg drag three feet into fair territory and kick somebody in the, in the shin. You just don't. So I'm not a Machado fan. I'm pumped that the Dodgers didn't take him. I'm pumped. I'm a Dodger fan but he's doing, because Dave's he's, there. He's doing his job, though. He's doing his job. He's, 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 doing, he's a high 200 hitter. He'll hit 30 home runs. 20 to 30 home runs. He's going to hit more than that this year. He's already got He's at 20 right now. He's having a year. Yeah, he's been a great defense like he has for the last 10 years. Like, what he, like he's doing what he does. Well, I know he is. Like, I'd take him over Bryce Harper any day. Uh, 100%. Same thing. I, Why you would ever, ever take an outfielder for that kind of money is beyond me. Yeah. That's it, stupid to me. And plus, Machado can play shortstop, play anywhere. But there's another side of the 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 contracts, right? There's another side of a Bryce Harper where this is a business, and is he going to win us games? Sure. Is it, are we going to pay him thirty five million dollars a year or to win his, games? Or is Jersey sure. sales going to make are, his money? Are we going to make back thirty dollars we pay him in five minutes after we sign him in 100%. Jersey sales? Yes. First year is already paid for in the first done two days. Just done. So there's that side of it, and that's great, but. Man, if you're trying to win a World Series, and you you, you take look at you look at Boston from last year, you look at the Dodgers, you look at teams that bring guys in, you look at the Astros, mm-hmm. you bring in talent, just yes. talent, and you bring in guys that I bet I bet you can't find a guy on the Astros when they won the World Series that's getting paid an absolute fortune. I think Verlander is. Other than Verlander. Nobody's gotten their contract, their big contracts. You got Springer, Altuve, Springer, Altuve, Correa. Correa. You have the the Gaddis. You got Gaddis at the time. Gaddis. You have their catcher. um, Yuri Gurriel. Brian McCann, I think. Yeah, you just don't have. You have guys that want to win. 
Did Bregman? Was Bregman there? Bregman was there. Yes. You, you have, have a bunch of guys that are making six hundred thousand dollars a year. So you have guys that want to win baseball yeah. games, and that's it. So, I don't know. I I think when you look at a Machado and you look at a Bryce Harper who's now hitting two hundred and struggling, like mm-hmm. it just there's no money that is that is worth the win if you if you are not going with a pitcher. Just like my ball. It is. If you're not paying, paying for wins. If you're not paying the money to a pitcher, then then it, it doesn't make sense. Paying for wins. That's all it is. And now I think that would be the thing for me. If I'm if I have three people to pay all my money to, I'm going pitcher, and then I'm going with the Machado, an Arenado, mm-hmm. 100%. a Matt Chapman, an Altuve, a, really a, an infielder, mm-hmm. not a first baseman, an infielder. I'm middle going infield, left, left side of the infield, middle infield, third base that that hits, that can hit, and has a, obviously a game changing ability defensively. Save you a run or two every three or four games. And but, a closer. And a closer is important. Absolutely. I'm paying a closer all day. Yeah, I'd it's pay. A, it's, a di- it's different, dude. It's well, just, no, it is. It's just you have to have it. That's it. You, you have to have it. It. You have to have it. You've got to find a guy that is Kimbrell 2014, whatever his year was. You've got to find a Eric Gagne. You have Gagne. to find You got to find those guys. You have to find a Chapman. Uh-huh. And that's worth getting paid for because yeah. you are winning. You are coming into Kenny games. Kenny Jansen three years ago, two years ago. Yes, you are coming into games to preserve the lead and get the win, and that's it. Every single time you come in, you are either keeping your team in the game or getting the win for them. Yeah. And, and as a team and as a manager, that's the only thing that matters. I agree. <laughs> I'd pay a guy to come save the game long before I paid an outfielder that's going to hit 220 with – with 28 home runs all day long. But back to green, we're going to go back to green. I, I look at him and I look at this, what he's under as far as obviously some people like him. He's signed through 2021. The Padres are bought into him, the office, but you see a lot of fans that, that call for his head. A lot of times get him out of there. He doesn't know what he's doing. Blah, blah, blah. Whether they're Padre fans or other people, I'm I don't sure think he's figured out in the last three years. Are you sure he's figured out what? How to do his job. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, but. I'll give you the first year was brutal. He was clueless. He was not good. He's also a first year manager, so you go, okay. Yes, but. By then he's getting better and better and better. And I think he's probably listening to, listening to Ballsy more. This pitching guy. He'd be smart if he was. Yeah. But that hire, no matter how you dice that thing up, is going to be a weird hire. Oh, yeah. Everyone was scratching their head. Why Why Andy Green? Why this guy that has zero experience anywhere? Yeah. I, I didn't get it either. <laughs> anyway, never no, even, no. He was never even a big league coach at any point. He was an assistant. That's like Dave, though. He was an assistant to who? That Arizona. The Diamondbacks? Yeah. On their big league team? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't think he was, dude. I don't think he was ever any. I think he was a junior college coach. Or <laughs> <laughs> you think he came straight from teaching the whole class to coach yes, the Padres? Yes, I think he did, man. I think he knew somebody up in the. Uh, he knew. He knew Preller. That's what he knew. He knew something. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But here's my problem with him. 
or the fans, I guess, that that call him out and don't want him to be. You don't have too many fans. Let's be honest. No, it's San Diego. There is no fans. There's a bunch of transplants that just don't care. Um, third base coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. There you go. His that was his first season as a major league coach. Was it really? And his twelfth season overall in the Diamondbacks organization. Prior to joining. Prior to joining Arizona's major league staff, he compiled a 219 and 189 record in four seasons as manager of the Diamondbacks farm system of the club's rookie level affiliate. He went rookie level in the big league club. Yeah, rookie level manager to big league. Good for him. God, good for him is right. Good for him. Now here's my problem. Here's my whole problem with it. Um, You have a bunch of people that are irritated that he's the coach because his he sucks and they can't win. He's cheap. He's cheap, yes, but they're irritated that he's not winning games and he's costing them games, whatever. But historically, and the expectations, like he's not meeting expectations of right here, right now, but the Padres' expectation is not far off of what the Andy Green reality has created when you look at Green has a 434 winning percentage, and the Padres in history have a 470 winning percentage. Let's just be honest. When's the last time the Padres have been over 500? Never. Never. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when they have. And I seriously think it was, in, I think, like 2012. It, I, maybe it was 2012. Uh, look it up. Look it up on your phone real quick and find out. But um, I got to imagine. I'm trying to remember. Who was on their team in 2012? 2010. Oh, it was 10. 2010 was the last time they made the playoffs? No, winning record. Winning record. What was the last time they made the playoffs? Um, probably they had game 163 that day, or that year. Mm, the Rockies. With Matt Holiday. Holiday and it's ghosting home plate. Out at home. No, no, safe into the first round of playoffs. <laughs> That's what that was. That was Chase Headley, Scott Hairston. Oh man, I loved Harrison. He's a great announcer. He's doing. He was. Is he not doing that anymore? Tony Gwynn Jr. Will Venable. I don't really care what Harrison's doing. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I love Harrison. Ooh, Eckstein. Love Eckstein too. One of the best forearms in baseball. This uh, is true. Adrian Gonzalez was a fuck. Was a dude. Gonzo, very good. Thirty-one bombs, two ninety-eight average. Wow. Three hundred and thirty is is impressive. Kyle Blanks, Matt Blanks Stairs, was a big old boy. Matt Stairs, king, remember going to the king of the pinch hit home run in the freaking ninth inning coach. or later. He's their hitting coach. coach now. Yeah, I thought it was McGuire. No, McGuire got he left because oh, okay. his kids. In high Stairs is their hitting coach now. Mm-hmm. They're hitting. Yeah, I mean hitting bombs. They're hitting. They're freaking hitting, man. No, they're just home runs or bust, dude. Well, that's got them to above five hundred for the first time since two thousand ten. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What are they right now? 35, 34? Uh, they're like one game up right I now. I think that's 35 and 34. I think you are wrong. Okay, yeah, well, why don't you look that up too? <laughs> Baseball cube. Oh, Heath Bell was a, that was a Heath Bell year. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. 47 saves. Wow. Sliding his way right into that mound. <laughs> that, we've, game. We've, that was awesome. We've coached against Heath Bell. He's a big dude. He's got those hips. He's got those hips, those calves. He is a big man. He's lost some weight. I saw him last week. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, like you wouldn't recognize him. Really? Not that much weight, but I'm like, oh, that 
That's he though. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Yeah. I, well, good for him. Good for him. I like it. Okay, so we ta- we started this. We were wondering about the record because we were talking about Andy Green and his record and how he. Some people are calling for his head, but he's literally pretty much meeting the all-time historical expectation of what the Padres are going to do. So it's not about a manager bringing in bringing a team to the promised land as much as it is about the management bringing the team to the manager to bring to the promised yes, land. Yes, 100%. And they tried that four or five years ago with the camp and, the up to the, and, and unloading all their prospects and everyone. Yes, for one or two year go, go, go. And it lasted about what, 70 games? Yeah. It was right? fun. It was awesome. I went to a game that year, and it was like a big like party. Like you wanted to go to. It was cool. It was very cool. As a baseball fan, and you go because you want to see these guys because you're literally seeing five, six, seven, eight All-Stars in one mm-hmm. game, which is I cool. mean, All-Stars like six years ago before that, but still All-Stars. Uh, yes, All-Stars are All-Stars, but you're seeing guys that are fun to see, and then – and then it just tanked for them. They just tanked. But again, again, typical San Diego fashion. That's just San Diego. What What was Bruce Bochy's record here? Because he was hailed. He's the guy. Bruce Bruce Bochy. What Bud, was his Bud overall Black. record I love here? Bud Black, too. I think Bud Black's one of the best managers in baseball. And knowing Dave Roberts just a little bit, and, Dave and, having, Roberts and having him tell us that he's one of the best baseball minds he's ever met, I I have a big respect for Bud Black. So Bochi, that uh, doesn't really add it up. Well, why don't you just type in Bochi's record with the Padres? That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of those, Wade. Not not too much, but. Might, might have a lot. Bruce Bochy. Son? Poway guy? Is he? I believe he was a Poway guy. You know, he got drafted. I know he played a little bit. Pitcher or something. All right. Let's take my Same page, huh? Same exact page. All right. We can probably skip it. Yeah, you're right. Because I, I would like to, I would like to know he was a four ninety seven winning percentage. Okay, <laughs> they loved him. That's what I'm saying. They loved Bruce Bochy. Everybody, right? Yeah, because well, he had a team, but they loved him, and he was still a sub five hundred guy with the Padres. Yeah, the difference between because he won with them. I guess when you play a lot of games, four thirty four versus four ninety seven is huge. It's like a batting average. 60 points is a big deal. Bochi was there for how many years? Seven, six, eight, ten? Bochi, Bochi's record was this is 1956 and 1982. Yeah, you're, well, it's, it's pretty darn close to 500, which is impressive. But to I think it's the, it's the green factor for me is that he, people feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just green. They look at Bochi and go, great manager, just doesn't have the team. I know. They look Same at, with Buddy Black. They too. look at Green and, yes, and they look at Green and go, he's got Machado, he's got Tatis, he's got all these guys, and granted he didn't have them in the last couple of years, but 
that you can't be floating around 500 with this kind of talent. I think that's what people look at green and that's where he kind of just gets screwed. And I just don't think he's good. And I don't think he'll ever be good. I, you never know. Cause we didn't know buddy black. I well, I think baseball guys knew buddy black was legit, but everyone else, the standard fan didn't know he was good. And same with the Rockies. No, I agree. And he's, I, I and agree. He's the manager of the year. And you didn't know Bruce Bochy. You know, yeah, he had a team with him. And then he went to the Giants and won three World Series. Yeah, I agree. But I think you're not surprised by a lot of these guys. You're not surprised. In looking at Bud Black manage the Padres, you're not surprised that he went to a good team and had success. No, not at all. In in looking at Andy Green, in looking at Andy Green, you look at him and go, this guy is lost. (laughs) He is. He doesn't look like he belongs. I know. And maybe he does, but, but he just doesn't his look press the part. Has got a lot better. I do like what he says, but I feel like he throws out a lot of like the standard phrases that are like high level phrases, right? A major league way of saying I felt like he commanded his fastball well, right? Like he's gonna say that in some way where you're like, Come on, man. Like <laughs> just say he located his fastball well, you know? No, he threw strikes. Yeah, he threw strikes. He pounded the zone. He did a great job. Yeah. Not, you know, Not some high. Try to do some high level with his kind of spin rate. With the way he did this today, <laughs> it's like, just say that the slider was good. Just say the fastball was coming out nice. There's a little run to it. He missed some barrels, and it was a good day. Yeah. Like, don't get into this. You know, the the ninety percent of fans don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, like you sound smart though. It's what I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. I feel like. There's a little bit of an act there in the in the in the verbiage that he uses in his postgame speeches. Well, maybe, maybe it's not an act. Well, maybe it's not. And if it isn't an act, then he's a genius. <laughs> he's a greenius. <laughs> he's a greenius with the sub five hundred record. Do they have any all stars? One. Yeah, who, Yates. Who is, Yates. Yeah. Kirby Yates, huh? Yep. Having himself a year. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I didn't I really until I looked at the numbers. I had no idea he was doing that well. He's doing very well. I had no idea. Very, very well. Kirby, he's doing very well. One point two seven ERA, twenty seven saves, one blown save. That to me is impressive. That to me is impressive. Like the twenty seven saves is, um, I don't know. It's impressive, but. I, if I'm going to look at a closer, I'm going to look at blown saves before I look at saves. Yeah. Because it's hard to it's hard to score a runoff anybody in the major leagues. They're good pitchers, and you have a phenomenal defense, and now there's shifts. It's hard to get a hit. So, well, it's also hard to get three outs of a game. It, no, that's what I'm saying. It is, but it's easier to get three outs because you the odds are just in your favor. Yeah, before you give up a run. Yes, yeah. the odds are in your favor. You have to get a home run. If you don't get a home run, you're going to need at least two hits to score. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get an extra base hit, you you might need three, yeah. depending on your runner at second base. So the odds are in your favor of closing a game out, and especially if you're a major league closer because you probably have good stuff. You, you should. probably have at least one pitch that's just sick. That's just above average, above, above Mario average. Mario Rivera did it with one pitch. So did I. One pitch. Me too. What you? What did you do? What oh, and when you close with your knuckleball in men's league softball, what is I mean, this? I should. <laughs> so t- 
to me, I think that's where I say the closing role for me, I look at the blown saves because I look at if a guy has 21 saves and one blown save, that tells me he's got some stones. He's not out there screwing it up for himself mm-hmm. because a save is almost like just don't screw it up. Yeah, and, you have and three runs. Don't screw it up. You're up by two. You're up by one. Whatever it is, if you're up by one, you know, don't – is that considered a blown save? No, not, yeah. if you, not if you win. Yeah. It's considered a blown save if you are the if pitcher. If you give up and it's tied when you leave, it's a blown save. But it's not a blown save if you come into the top of the ninth, you blow the lead, and then you you win the game in the bottom of the ninth. That's just a win. That's just a win. So a blown save means you really blew it. You yeah. lost the game. You lost the lead. You lost the lead or – yes, okay. So – that, that to me just tells me you're coming in there and you're saying I'm getting the job done. 27 out of 28 times, good for me. Well, I mean, 56 and two as a save guy, if you double that for the next half of the season, is pretty, pretty darn impressive. It's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. It's pretty so good. it's actually 54 and seven, but whatever. 54 and two. <laughs> um, I like it. 46.3 percent ground ball rate. The major leagues have to love that. Oh yeah, they when, gotta love that. When stuff. everything's just launched and you get the ball in the air and you get, get the ball in the air, and you and force guys to hit ground balls. That's you're huge. a ground ball pitcher, it's big huge. time, big time. That's probably exactly why he has one blown save because he probably lets him hit the ball on the ground to a, a big league defense and say good and luck. With Tatis and Tatis and Machado, Machado on the left side of the infield, good luck. A bunch of rollovers with that two seam he throws. Is uh, Tatis back at short now? That he's healthy and in the lineup. Yeah, he's top. Top ten play today, really? Mm-hmm. That's the standard for him. I feel like though he's so good. He is phenomenal. All right, well we're gonna finish with Kirby Yates. So we looked up a stat. I would like you to explain to me <clears throat> if you can remember what this is all about. He has a one point three three F, as in Frank, I as in independent, P as in pansy. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that one. Penelope. Fielding, Penelope. Fielding independent pitching. Fielding independent pitching. I think. What is that? That is your ERA minus. That's with a good defense out there. So that means that's that just means like, a, like that's errors, like a prediction. Like what it should be. Okay, so if you what's a good defense though? Is that like saying this would be your ERA if you had a nine ninety five fielding percentage behind you? Uh, yeah. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Is it, does it say that? They convert to pitchers' true outcome. So is true then a perfect defense? Like you did your job. You did your job. You got to grab all the shortstop. So it's a hundred percent fielding percentage. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's that's pretty much that's kind of like your ERA. That's why it's so close to the one point two seven. He's at a one point three three in the the league average. They it's say three point five or something like that. So he's less than half. Mm-hmm. He's less than half the. But that's the also standard ERA. It's a three point five. Yeah. Very true. Like I want to know what the standard closer ERA is. That's Eshelman's ERA after his outing day. Two runs, five innings. You're yeah. looking at one to one and a half. You're looking at one and a half runs in the next four innings. So three and a half through nine. It's kind of how you would add that up. Yeah, right? sounds about right. 
Well, if he pitched 10 innings and gave up four runs, his ERA would be four. So you take one inning away, probably interesting. He's right on pace with the major league average. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Okay, that's the only all-star. Yeah. Who else would be? 14.46 Ks per nine. We left that one out. That's, that's impressive. That is impressive. And I still don't know how. Just what does two, he throw? I don't even know what he throws. Scene. He only throws one pitch. He throws a two seam, 92, 93. He'll hit 94. And that's it? Yeah. He doesn't, have, he doesn't throw another pitch? Pretty much. Does he have one in the bag to, that people have to like maybe he'll th- he'll throw, think about every now and then? He'll throw a, a slurve. Okay. Like what? Ten percent of the time? Yeah. Just to say it's here. Don't but forget about it. But it's always it's always two seam and nine two swing and miss. He must hide it. He must hide it well. Swing and miss is what gets me when you know it's coming. Yeah. But you've seen some of those videos now. What you know, what you see, and I wish they did more of this because it. I think that it would give fans more of an appreciation. Like the outfield, the the camera angle they use on TV, it looks like field level, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's higher. It's at an angle, and you go. You can't see half the movement on these baseballs. No, you need the umpire cam. And when it, it when you see a pitch from behind home plate or from behind even almost level with the pitcher, like a camera that's at his shoulder height, the ball moves unbelievably. Unbe- yeah, it really is. It's unbelievable. So it does make sense to go. I throw a two seam, and that's it. And it might not look that good on TV, but mm-hmm. when you really see that that last eight feet. It goes from your barrel to your fists, and you swing and miss it. Like it's it's unbelievable to me. I wish they would show more of that because I think you would have a little different respect as a as an average fan that doesn't really know. Yeah. Because I guarantee if they go on Instagram and they watch these kids throw wiffle balls five feet behind the hitter and it goes and hits the little pad, oh my god, that's amazing! But try try throwing try hitting a yeah try hitting a hard ball that starts on your hip and ends up in the left-handed batter's box. In the dirt, you know what I mean. Like that's that wild. Zero chance. That's wild, and it's and you have that long to react mm-hmm. to it. So I could I, I like that one pitch. One pitch. Here it is. How do you think a guy would fare with one pitch and good stamina if he's ninety two, ninety three, and he lives there for seven innings? That's hard. How do you think that would work out? Uh, I think second time through the lineup, not great. Not great. Because the hitters are too good. Now, let me ask you this. How many closers that are one-pitch guys, right, Mm -hmm. were turned into closers in the major leagues because their two secondary pitches were subpar and their fastball through the second time through the lineup, third time through the lineup, their two-seam, whatever they throw, is starting to get hit, and they go, you know what, this is a great pitch for three batters. Five batters. I don't think that much. Seven batters. I think he turns into a to a setup guy. How many starters turn into closer except for John Smoltz? I'm I'm talking early on, early like in the minor early career, in the minor leagues where they go, this kid's got some stuff, and then all of a sudden they go, you don't have long term stuff, game wise, not like long-term. Rivera, not yeah, not yes, or or a, uh, you can even take a Hoffman who's oh you're. 94, 98 from shortstop, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they didn't work on anything other than let's see what this guy's fastball looks like, and all of a sudden he's got an unbelievable changeup, and you win. Was yeah. he ever a starter? I think he was in the beginning. Right, and then they said, yeah. 
closing it your is. change up is good if a guy sees it twice a game in one at bat right yeah i think that's the cool thing about baseball like there's just so many options for everybody everybody oh but you have to get there though oh no i'm not talking like major leagues i'm just talking throughout the course of your whole playing career like you're a little leaguer that plays shortstop all the time right yeah and you're a stud and there happens to be a better stud better shortstop somewhere right? else yeah better second baseman somewhere else better first baseman if that's your thing if you're a first baseman because you're not super mobile well, let's move him to third if you're a third baseman because you have a good arm and you're not super mobile you get beat out by the third baseman that comes into your high school or whatever you want or college you can now try first you can go to right you can try as long if you hit you'll well, that's what i'm spot. saying that's what i'm saying like if you if that's your thing you hit one two three and maybe left field you have now four options yeah to keep yourself in the lineup mm-hmm. if you're a quarterback and you suck guess what unless you're fast so you don't you're a receiver <laughs> maybe right but you got to have good hands for that too yeah. like your skill set in baseball plays in four or five different spots unless you're an outfielder and but you also if you're if you're an out, if you're an outfielder you have three options three options how many receivers can also be a running back and a defensive end but they're also a slot receiver and Receiver one, receiver two. True, but they all have the same job, which is go run a good route, run a good route, be fast, and have good hands. That's what an outfielder is. I know, I know that. That's what I'm saying. That's like, I guess that's it. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. You're right. Hey, man, can you say that again? No. Okay. I I didn't even mean for that to come out. It just slipped out. I mean, instant regret. I don't know. I just think, I mean, let take a shortstop. You can go to second, you can go to third, you can go to first, you can go anywhere. A shortstop can play anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. So I think that's the beauty of baseball. There's something for everybody. There's five, nine fat guys. There's six, ten skinny guys. There's, there's everyone, six, every, one yeah. incredibly athletic. And there's everything in between. Everything. And there's a spot for anybody to play this game because it's a skill game. It's not a, it's not a straight athleticism game. No, you have to be good. You have to be skilled. You have Very to be skilled. good at what you do. Very skilled. I like it. The only all-star, Kirby Yates, yeah? We yeah. T- you asked me who else, I think. but No, I said not surprised. Yeah, I know. You said not surprised and who else would be there. Nobody else is producing. But no. you, you assume, I, I think, think Tatis would be there if he wasn't If he was injured. healthy. I think I think probably too. I think he's hit like 330 or something like that. Machado surprised me a little bit that he's not there because there's such a political fan yeah. is this big a fan game. vote yeah well that i think that explains a big piece of the dodgers and the way they felt about machado everyone hates machado. everybody hates machado everyone everybody that's the standard i think even true padre fans hate him i, I mean, think they love what he's doing i think they love what he's doing but i think deep down they go ah just don't like him as a and I say true baseball fans as far as, like, people that really know the game and respect yes. the, the true essence of what baseball is. Yes, I agree right? 100%. Because there's hard – like, I look at Machado – well, we already talked about this, right? Running through yeah. first base and kicking a yeah. guy. doesn't happen. And it's annoying to me because yeah. you're now threatening careers. But I look at Chase Utley sliding into a bag ridiculously hard – 
over it, a little bit out of the way, clobbering a guy, flipping him over on his back. He's, he's out for the game. Forty years old, and that's how he slid six years ago. That's baseball, though. That's a yeah. baseball play, a a true baseball play. Yeah, they're all protected. I'm sorry, now. he broke his leg. I'm sorry. Sorry, he broke his leg, but did, was my guy safe at first? Like the Buster Buster Posey rule. Yes, and it's there now, but in that. You know, and, and true baseball people blame Buster Posey for that play. Yeah. He, he was in a horrible position. He was terrible. Position. Terrible position, right? Like, and I bet Buster Posey would say the same thing. I was in a horrible position. I put myself in a terrible spot. No. Did he not say that? No, he's a big, big poon. No, I could see that, too. <laughs> I could see that, too. You know, he's the only college player. To play all nine positions. No, no. Just growing up that I remember because I remember watching him hit one after another. <laughs> After another, State. after another, and it was unbelievable. Right, Florida State. Yes, but this is a, this is a, a perennial all-star swinging a stealth. I know, swinging a Beezer bat. Unbelievable. That's scary, man. That's he, scary. he was in college when when we were in college. Yes, that's why I remember going. Yeah. This guy is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I don't. I guess they don't have another all-star. Renfro would be. A guy we looked at, it, we looked him up, and this is—he's having an impressive year, home run wise. Yeah, yes. but I think all of his stats are similar. But home run wise, he's obviously up. He hit twenty-four last year, or twenty-six. Twenty-six last year, he's and got twenty-four, 24 now. now. If he hits one more before the break, he's on pace to hit two fifty and fifty bombs. That's pretty good. That's all-star worthy, if you ask me. That's. Postseason all-star worthy, yes. No, that yeah. is today's game worthy. I mean, as an outfielder, you're not saying there's another four outfielders in the National League that are better than him? I am, but I'm still saying that by today's, some of today's standards. Yeah, it's, it's very good by today's it standards. It is very good. It is. But it, it's not all-star worthy. Is Bryce Harper an all-star? No, he shouldn't be. Good. I hope not. I hope not. Did you hear that mic'd up uh, Christian Yelich talking about the the home run derby? No, that's awesome. I wish they mic'd up every player, every game. I want to hear it so bad. And just you know, they don't need to. Jimmy Rollins is the best at it. Hey, he was good. He was very good. Yelich is sitting there talking to, uh, I think Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the home run derby. And Yelich, I don't even think is confirmed for the home run derby yet. I don't know. But they were like, oh, he's alluding to being, he's going to be the guy in there. This is arguably the best hitter in baseball right now. Yes. Him and Bellinger. Yeah, one, two. One, two, one A, one B. They're both having unbelievable years. He's talking, and this is why I love the the mic'd up stuff, because it puts them into reality. He's talking about how he would be, he's super nervous about swinging and missing through the first pitch. (laughs) He's like, I just don't want to swing and miss. He's a regular dude. That's he's why. a regular guy, That's and he's worried dude. about taking a hack through the first pitch and missing it in front of the world. And like, that's a real thing. That's awesome. That's a real I thing. I love that. I love it too. And, and Vladdy was laughing, and they're talking about it. But that, I, I think, that's kind of like where it just gets to you, like, because you've seen it. You've seen the guys take a hack through a ball at some point and go, "Wow, really." Missed the first one, huh? I've, like, I've thrown a lot of BP. I've right? seen it. I know. And it's just funny to think, like, the best hitter in baseball who will <laughs> hammer. scared. He'll hammer a 98-mile-an-hour fastball with ridiculous run and 
and put it in the 20th row in right field. I know. But he's afraid about he's afraid of missing the 42 mile an hour BP <laughs> ball. Isn't that crazy? He's like, I'm not a home run hitter, man. Well, come on, what am I gonna be doing in there? He's like, I'm just nervous. I'm, I'm scared I'm gonna miss the first pitch. I'm gonna swing right through it. And I'm like, love it. I just love that stuff. But that's like all of them, any but sport. That, but that's how you get that's how you get regular people in the, watching baseball. That's exactly like right. That. If these people knew and they could see more behind the scenes stuff, it would be awesome. Yeah. But I think part of that is protecting these guys and keeping them keeping them in a in an inner circle a sacred circle that says you made it here it's your thing but uh, but it's not but you need fans i agree i'm not saying that i agree with it i think there's a piece of it that that's why they do that if they did it more often you'd have more people watching more people and your it's, ratings won't be as bad as it adds, as they are it adds entertainment value 100 percent, and I think that's how you get the regular people to watch it and go, this guy's hilarious. This guy's funny. Yeah. Love this guy. Yeah. I'm watching baseball because this guy is funny. And you know how much you know how much people would learn about baseball if they listened to the lingo and they... The heard, little things. They heard somebody say... I said piss rod earlier and people, baseball people would only hear, know that. That's exactly right. If you're watching a game and you see a guy at third base and he's mic'd up and your pitcher throws a ground ball to the second baseman and you hear your third baseman yell spin it yeah. you go, what does spin it mean what the oh hell? roll a double player oh, okay and you learn and now you're going to be an average fan in the stands <laughs> at the next spin game it. going spin it <laughs> hell baby you know what i mean like i agree i think there's they could add a lot of entertainment value by micing up more guys i just think it'd be fun i mean, be fun we they, should present that we should. Let's put a package together and give it to the MLB. <laughs> Manfred, listen to this podcast. Dude. We are two guys that that will really boost your viewership. 100%. We are there. Boost the viewership. Well, shoot, man. Are, you, are the Padres going to make playoffs? That's the question. The Padres make the playoffs. Um, I read an article that said if they do, that is a that is a one-year early situation. I don't think so. I think if, if they get – if they finish 500, it's a huge success. I agree, I agree. But what I think is, I think they, playoffs I are, think, would just be icing on the cake. I think they're going to go through a thirty-game tank session in the second half. They did when Tatis wasn't there. I know. I think they're going to go like eight and twenty-two at some point and be but fifteen games under five hundred. That's what the opposite they've been every single year. The past four, they've been they go on a tear and. and Mid-August. Oh, I know. Second half, they yeah. clean up their record, but it's not good enough. No, it's never good enough. I think this because year. Forty games under five hundred. This and year, all of a sudden, they're twenty games under five hundred. I think this year it's backwards, and I think they're gonna they're gonna go on a mid to late season tank. Well, you need, you need pitching for that. They don't. I don't think they have pitching depth. I also said this before the season started, and they are winning. They're playing winning baseball, and they're good. Um, they because their pitching was a huge deal early on. Mm-hmm. Guys were carving people up, and nobody ever heard of them. But this is the big leagues, and they have tape. And you see a couple outings, and you see 500 pitches. Good luck. Yeah, that's why Paddock is just a just a good pitcher now instead of a top five pitcher. Instead of a guy nobody could touch for his yeah. four stars. I know. Like, now they know. Yeah. We got enough on you to be able to hit you. So. And I think the hitter is at. I think the hitter is always at an advantage when it comes to um, the when it comes to the the whatever the, the amount uh, of information. The amount of information. 
I think the hitter's at the advantage. I'll tell you why. Because tendencies. Tendencies, and the hitter also knows. Well, the hitter, a pitcher is now going, he can't touch this. He can't cut, touch back foot curveballs, and he can't touch fastballs up, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, as a, as a hitter, I, I know that. If they know that, I know that. Yeah. So I know probably how you're going to pitch me, which puts me at a little bit of advantage to at least try to but I have a little idea. But if you can't touch it, then why is it? But that's what I'm saying. It, you can't touch it, but if you know it's coming, I don't care how good or bad you are at hitting it, you're going to have a better chance. You have a better chance than... Yeah, so you just yeah, have a better chance, yeah, right? I see what you're saying. That's what I think. But then the whole mind game, well, he thinks I'm going to go fastball up, so I'm going to go fastball in, and then if I'm going to go change up away, then I'm going to go blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think in the long term, in the whole scheme, the pitcher is always at the advantage. That's why 300 is a phenomenal batting average. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a... When it comes to a um, data, information, scouting reports, I think the hitters have the advantage. I, I agree because pitchers have tendencies and catchers have tendencies calling pitches and what counts and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. That's like um, – Well, we had this conversation. Gibson, Gibson saying that actually always shows that back foot slider three times. Yes. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Plink. I knew it was coming. Most famous home run in history. Yes. I. He knew it was coming. He had one foot, one leg, yep. one arm – Hobbled around the bases. Flipped it out to right field. Also, we talked about this like a few years ago, actually, when, when talking about exactly this. We actually talked exactly about this, and we tried to come up with 10 pitchers that have had like a seven to eight year dominant run. Okay. Remember that? Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm sure it's one of the lists we made. Yeah, and we tried to think about it, and, and the reason we did that is because we were talking about how hard it is to be a good pitcher with all this information out there on you. Yeah, and for so long. Yeah, and if we do it right now, we didn't talk about this before we started. So off top of our heads, you look at a Verlander, a Scherzer, mm-hmm. a Kershaw. Kershaw's changed, but he had six very no, but very good years. He's pitching well right now. He's pitching well now because he knows where he's at now and he and adjusted. Uh huh. Hundred percent. Yeah. You got four guys there. A sale. I don't. I don't think sale anymore. No. CC Sabathia, very good, but a little up and down through a year or two, a couple years. There's no seven, eight year dominant run. Who else is? Who like else? Who's in the middle of one, or who's had one that's active? Who's ha- Who's who in the last twenty years has had an eight year dominant run? Oh, you can go through steroid era. Since two thousand. We have steroid errors there, but since 2000, can you can we name 10 pitchers quickly? I don't think so. Here you go, Pedro. Pedro, Clemens. Clemens. You have Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. You have the guys we just named. Kurt Schilling. Schilling. Uh, Josh Beckett was very good for a long time. Beckett was good for a long you time. Had Felix Hernandez, who was very good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then you have your Scherzer. Verlander, who were on the same team for a long time. Unbelievable. And they didn't win anything. Strasburg? Ah. Not so much, right? I don't think so. 100 mile on fastball? Doesn't matter. Good off speed? I think right now his changeup is what's made him a, a good pitcher now. But that's a tough list to put together. Yeah. Dominate for eight years. You could find 10 hitters that have hit 300 for 10 years. Yeah. Easy. Quicker. A lot quicker. So I think the hitter is at a funny, odd advantage. And maybe it's just because 
success for a hitter is a much lower bar than success for a pitcher. Roy Halladay? Holiday. That's 10. That's sad. I know. That's so sad. Um, I th- maybe it's the bar. Maybe it's the bar. I mean, because we're talking about, like, Hall of Fame pitchers right now. I know. We're just talking about guys that can go on a long, consistent run. And but, th- but that's that's your that's your your bar for a Hall of Fame pitcher is a consistent, dominant run. I know. And, 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 and a hitter can go 300 for for five years and not make Hall of Fame. I know. But if he goes 300 for 10 years, he makes the Hall of Fame. Probably, yeah. A pit- can a pitcher go 2.8 ERA for five years and then – you think Keiko makes the Hall of Fame? No. There you go. There's five years of dominance. I know. Do you think he makes James, it? No. James Shields pitched very well for a long time and then fell off. Because it's a career. It's not a run. Yeah. That is one thing I also really like about baseball is there is no... You get old. There is no good for this guy. Let's put him in there. <laughs> like the Hall of Fame is the is like the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You better be good your entire career... And do some special things to get in there. Yeah. It's, Every it's, year there's five, four or five guys on the ballot, and the four guys that don't make it, you're like, that guy's unbelievably that good. That was so good. He was so good, and he did not get in. Didn't get in. It's I like, like that. It's hard, dude. It is. That but, is you tough. know, this has been like the biggest Hall of Fame classes ever in the last like three years. Really? Something like that, yeah. Who was in it last year and who got in? Who was in it last year? That was a holiday. Was that Hoffman? That was Hoffman. 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 Holiday. Was, did Holiday get in there? Was it Griffey? Or was that two years ago? I think that was not. I don't think a Griffey was this year. Holiday got in. He was like 92%. There was, there was another. I, I, what I remember when I see these is the videos of them at home getting the phone calls, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Families I love watching around. the Tony Gwynn one. Like, is he like, he didn't really know. Like, I, I'm not going to get in the Hall of Fame. I know. Like, honestly, didn't know. That's so cool. It's awesome. I love that. I, love, I cried watching that. Not just because I'm a Padre guy, but just because. Because it's a, a, a yeah. life base. It's a thing. It's just yeah. a cool thing. I like seeing that stuff too. And, and when you get to see the emotion. But see, there you go again. How many times have people seen that that don't really know baseball a little bit and look at that clip or watch that video and go, this is emotional and this is awesome? Because you got a behind the scenes look at baseball. That one guy. That That's one guy. Great at what he did. I do think that they should make a push to incorporate more behind the scenes stuff on baseball. It would liven it up for the people that don't like it. But we are going to see in one week exactly next Tuesday um, a bunch of guys that are very good at what they do. All star game, baby. In the all star game. But this is strictly Padres. We're not worried about anybody else because you're a super fan. Super fan. And I am a. Uh, just a guy. I'm just the old bandwagon. They're having a good year, so I'll talk about them, guy. Okay. Um, let me finish off with a question, a prediction. Does Kirby Yates get the save in the All-Star game? Or a save is a tough one because then there's a lot of elements. you got to be up by a certain amount of rounds. Yep. Does he finish the game with W? Does he pitch the last inning and get the W for the NL? No. 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 They're not going to be winning. They might be winning. It's an all-star game. You never know. But statistically, if I'm in, if I'm correct, I'm pretty sure the AL has dominated the past dominated. 20 years, right? 
Something like that. Something stupid. It's got to be, huh? Something stupid. Last 20 years, I think the AL just rolls through, don't the they? N- did the NL win last year? I don't know who won last year. Um, but I, either way, I don't, I don't think Yates is throwing the ninth inning. You don't think so? No. Who else would? Anyone else. Why? It's because Dave Roberts is manager, and he's seen Yates not blow saves, but come in when it's tied. Remember, do you remember that three-game series where he was, just, he was just terrible for three straight games, like six weeks ago? No. No? No. He, he went three straight games, tie game, and gave up like three runs. Yates? Yeah. So he got losses instead of yeah. blown saves? Yes. Hmm. And that's and that's probably what Davey goes at. He's not going to win this thing for me. He's won twenty-seven worthless games. Does it still determine? <laughs> <laughs> Does it still determine home field advantage? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think. I think it's best record now. It's changed for last year. There is. Oh, did they? They took away home field advantage and added a bonus, didn't they? Something like that. I yeah. think all star. It's like a good bonus. Yeah. Like two hundred fifty thousand, right? I don't know if it's that much, but it's a lot. They can afford ten million for an All Star game. I don't know. They can twenty twenty five guys at two fifty. They can, but I don't know if it's that high though. Seems like it should be. Yeah. Do they get money for being selected? Well, from their yeah. respective teams, they do. But do they get money from the MLB for being selected? I don't think so. I think it's always a bonus in everyone's contract. Yeah, it's an incentive for sure. That's crazy. Who was uh, who was the guy that forfeited his bonus for something this year? Do you remember that or last year? There's a pitcher. It was an extra start, or it was one. He was so close, and oh, he willingly. Phil Hughes, like three years ago. No, this was like this was CC Sabathia. He threw and he pegged that guy and got ejected oh, and missed right. his next start. And he right. said, "I I will." stand behind my team and gain that respect long before I take the extra yeah. bonus paycheck. Yeah, because they said, we'll give it to you anyway. Gotta love that. Yeah, I love it. Gotta love that. Well, they didn't say that beforehand. He said, don't matter to me. I think the players pitched in. Really? I think so. This is the first time I heard of this. Yeah, I think I made that up because I was <laughs> in a fantasy uh, let's all be a team mode. I was all pumped up on Sabathia. <laughs> Highly doubt the players pitched I'm, in for I'm that. I'm sure they didn't pay I'm him. Sure they they, I'm sure they probably dollars. bought him a dinner. <laughs> For two hundred and fifty bucks, <laughs> make Judge pay for that with his five hundred fifty dollars dust car. Yeah, <laughs> you go get this one, buddy. Well, good man. All right, Padres. When is the next uh, deep, legitimate playoff World Series run in their future? When is not- it? Is it in Andy Green's contract at two thousand twenty-one? He signed through two thousand twenty-one. It does it happen in Andy Green's time? It if yes. if he's not here after two thousand twenty-one. NL pennant, NL championship. Yeah, a deep run is getting to the World Series. Getting to the World Series, getting, so winning, so getting you, to the World Series. You have to beat the Dodgers, and you're the, the NL champs. That doesn't happen for them. That doesn't happen. No, can't. No, no. The Dodgers are so good, and the Dodgers are going to stay that good. Yeah, or the Brewers are good. So they have Yelich for a bunch of years, and they're going to be good for a long time. That's, I think, the problem for the Padres is that when you look at the NL's top dogs. They're good. And you look at the AL's. Even the AL. Right, anybody. Yes. When you look at the AL and the NL's top dogs, 
right now, say you take four, say you take four from each league, they are not flash in the pan. No, they're they're, they're not the giants that show up one year and get year. and get into the wild card game and boom, and then go sub five hundred the next year mm-hmm. and then come back and squeak into the playoffs and make the run. I think the teams, the way they're set up now, is no different than Golden State Warriors, except there's eight of them in the league. Yeah. You come into the season, you go, one of these eight teams is going to win the World Series if 100%. Not, it's a no – one, no, no one can see it coming. Like, yeah. with, like if the Rays keep playing with how they're playing or the Twins right now, the Twins are playing well. They're pitching. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Those are – pop up out of nowhere teams that are not going to stick around probably and you don't look at the twins and see them as a threat this year you see them as a good baseball team that's no they're not going to win i guess it's it's the yankees dodgers world series you think so yeah yankees yeah they're too they they're they're too row, dude it is unbelievable one through nine it's unbelievable it's unreal like i've never seen this before and at that stadium, it's, unfa- it's unreal it's and it's unfair. unfair. It, it really is. It's, it's just a – you can't take guys but that good. you saw good. how they hit it in London. That was a big park. Did you see the the stats of the first inning on that? It was like six runs each, and it was like an hour long. It was a 58-minute first inning. <laughs> it was terrible. And it was the first time since like 1968 or something that – Two starting pitchers didn't make it out of the first inning. <laughs> <laughs> it was neither of them made it out of the first, did they? Purcell is a Cy Young winner. He didn't make it out of the first. No. Neither did who pitched for, it for was the Yankees. Asian dude, Tanaka was it? Hilarious. Two starting pitchers that can't make it out of the first <laughs> inning for two teams that are all jacked up and excited to go play in London. Oh, dude, I get a London start That's once awesome. in a lifetime. Point two innings. How'd it go? Two thirds of an inning. <laughs> Six, six earned. Six earned. <laughs> Gave up three bombs in a field that looked like it was from 1970 with a, or 1940 when it was also a soccer field that had, that had an extra 250 feet in center field. <laughs> they The players talked about that. Did you hear the feedback from the players? No. They said it was unbelievable. They said it felt like they were playing a soccer game where it was because nine straight s- innings of noise oh, yeah. and cheering. And they say the same thing. We play, it's the same thing we play in Japan. There's like 65,000 fans just yelling and screaming the For time. nine straight innings. Yeah. Same thing when they Does play in Japan. Does any MLB stadium have that capacity? No. I, I think the most is probably like 45. Is it? Yeah. Petco is like 42, something like that. Favorite ballpark for you? Like, been to or... I want to let's, go to let's talk. Well, not been to, but because how many have you been to? Got a couple. It's got well, Petco's got to be probably one. Uh, well, Petco's good. Petco's good because it's convenient and it's like it's not just convenient, easy. but it's it's, it's good. awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Did you yeah. see the Did you see the fireworks and the laser show they did? No, unbelievable. We we usually go to the Fourth of July one. I know. The yeah, you do. They did a fire. This was a couple of days ago, I think. Fireworks, um, out of center field. Mm-hmm like actual center field on the field which was cool and then they did a laser show and it was like the laser show was kind of like on the field like from let's say right field and left field and it was pointing down towards like center field but they moved over 
not really smoke. No, it was the it, it's like it it lit up the background and you just saw downtown San Diego buildings and fireworks and light. it was pretty um, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. It was pretty awesome, but I think my favorite park at least um aesthetically to look at is it's got to be Pittsburgh. I want to go there. And I've heard that from a bunch of I want to go there. I've I, heard I, I've I, heard that from a bunch of players like not big league guys I know, but a few guys that've been through the minors and had a chance to go there and, and just be there and see it. I was going to say Pittsburgh and you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was like, that was like no, the one no. in my pocket that doesn't pull out. Nope. Got it first. It was in my shirt pocket. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't have to reach as far as you. Like Fenway, Fenway, it was, it's a it's a shitty park. Historic, historic though. But You're it's so historic history. and baseball guy and you just appreciate everything. You would love me to go there. Me being a bigger dude, it doesn't really fit me. <laughs> Because those, those seats are seats? seriously from 1912 or whatever it is. I know. I know. When when are they going to pull the Yankees and get a new stadium? Never. They shouldn't. They can't. They well, they can't. did change the street it's on. Did they? Yeah. Yaki Way is no longer there. It's something else now. Because <laughs> Yaki had slaves when he was yeah. alive in 1880. Makes sense. <laughs> I coached with Damian Jackson. He played with Nomar Garcia mm-hmm. Parra in Boston. Nomar. And I guess... Is if it's behind the Green Monster or wherever their clubhouse is, there it's not behind the Green Monster, obviously. But for s- yeah, is it? No. For some reason, when Damien played there, they had to um, climb the Green Monster stairs to do something. I don't know what was back there, but something. Really? Yeah. So they had behi- to go go get home run balls or something. No, it's just may- no whatever reason. Or maybe it wasn't even there. Maybe there's some- either way. Somewhere at Fenway, there's a, a one-person staircase where it's like one guy at a time can mm-hmm. fit. There's no room for two people to go side by side up the stairs. And Nomar Garcia Parra, if anybody remembers him playing baseball, he was the out-of-the-box, toe-tap, toe-tap, batting glove, batting glove, batting glove, batting glove, both hands forever, tap his toes, get back yeah. in the box, very OCD. Damien said that the, the team, it was like the thing, man. They would run faster to that staircase than they would down the first baseline because if you got stuck behind Nomar, he had to step on every step like four <laughs> times. And people were like, freaking Nomar, God, get out of the way. Like his OCD made him go. It took him like 10 times as long to get up those steps that it did anybody else. So that was like the thing back then was like, you got to beat Nomar to the steps so you can't get stuck behind him. That's awesome. Isn't that funny? That is good. So. All right, man. Well, go Pods. Would love to see them win the wild card game. Yeah, I'd love to see them get there. Yeah. I'd love to see them 500. I would too. Like I said, not a Padre fan, but I grew up here, and they don't irritate me like the Chargers. I feel I feel more bad for them than I do the so, Chargers. They're so bad. I just, yeah, it's as long as I've known them. And it's one of those teams where it's like when they win – People are genuinely happy, like for the Padres, because it's like, oh man, like the underdog won. Yeah, you know, like the Cubs can't win a World Series for a hundred years, and then when they finally do, everybody's just stoked. They got the monkey off the back, and they're done. But they were also very good. They were so good. You're like, you guys are good. You just can't win the World Series. So people now feel good for them. And you feel bad just for the fact they didn't win the World Series, but you don't ever look at them throughout the season and go, ah, poor guys. No. Showing up every day, finding a way to lose or get beat. You know what I mean? (laughs) Have you been paying attention to the Mets this year at all? 
It's a shit show. Dude, it, I have listened to like three post-game speeches from their manager. What's his name? Do you know? I don't know. He's a new guy. He is so honest with it, and it's refreshing because he's like... Really? Oh, yeah. He's like, this is inexplicable, and it sucks. <laughs> he goes, this sucks. He goes, we are right there every single game. He goes, and we just, just find, a, find way. a way. Just find a way. And if we don't find a way, the way finds us, oh, and geez. it is tough. And it was so cool to hear him just talk about, like, this is the reality. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It feels bad in the clubhouse, blah, blah, blah. It was fun and interesting, but I hope the Mets turn it around and find that guy some W's because as a manager, you feel cursed. Well, he, didn't he attack some reporter too? Um, probably after probably the ninth heartbreaking loss in a row and said something. Oh, yeah, they had a big old meltdown in there. Yeah. Two, him, two him players him. chested up. He yelled at a reporter. It was ugly. Yeah. So... All right, man. Well, go pods. Go get 500. Go win the playoffs. All right, my man. All right, dude.